Hey everybody, my name is Nick. Thank you so much for tuning into Morning Breath today. If it's your first time and you're wondering what Morning Breath is, it's a daily devotion where one of our pastors and a co-host read a chapter from the Bible the night before, come in to our studio, record it on air with you guys, whether that's on YouTube, Spotify, or the radio. If you're wanting to know what's going on at East Coast or just more about Morning Breath, you can find all of that on our app, the East Coast app, or on our website at eccc.us. That's it for me. Let's go ahead and jump into the chapter. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath. I'm Matt, and this is Jessica. What's going on? Hello. It is uh, October, and, you know, somewhere in a bit of the corally orange pink. It's still hot. Is that October colors? Well, it's like Florida Florida October because it's like kind of orange, but kind of still pink because it's forever summer here, right? It's been so hot. Uh, But I know other places, it's lovely. And so hello, my aunt in Michigan. Yeah. Um, You're loving life now. Mm -hmm. Things getting a little cooler, but not frigid. But not for long. Yeah. They'll be wishing they uh, had some better weather in about a month. It's true. Yeah. What's new with you? We just started a new message series. Yeah, mind just games. started mind games, and uh, it's going good. We're just learning about um, how our mind is that place where we make so many decisions to either walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh, or even to the point of are we li- whose voice are we listening to? Are we listening to the voice of the enemy? Mm-hmm. Are we listening to the voice of our advocate, our heavenly Father? And uh, it's just where this battle's going on. Yeah, I, I'm excited about this week. I believe Pastor Dan is actually preaching yes, this week. This which coming is weekend, amazing. Yeah. And I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm going to be speaking soon at a church in Colorado. It's called Res Church in Fort Collins, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm going to do one of their Wednesday services, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Incredible church. He spoke uh, here at East Coast. He's written a book called Walking with Lions, and uh, is part of one of the ARC Association of Related Church kind of authors that they support this particular book mm-hmm. about friendships it's and accountability. It's an incredible book. And I'm speaking there real soon at one of their Wednesday services. So. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. What about very exciting? Also, football season's ending and oh, our stuff. not football, not NFL. Like our our, our kids' football season. Yes, that was that was a nice brief season, but soccer is still going. Oh yeah, crazy. You had your birthday about less than two weeks ago, and so now all the other birthdays are coming. Next is Adeline, and that she's gonna be ten, double digits. Yeah. Our youngest kid is gonna be double digits. Wow. Whoa. And don't even say it's time to have another one, you people out there. <laughs> We're done. Yeah, it is for someone else. Yes. And then me, and then Hudson, and then Reagan, and everyone's getting older and yeah. growing up. Lots so. of good stuff good happening. Stuff. Actually, I want to sh- give a shout out to, uh, we're doing something new called Candy Palooza. Yeah. And Candy Palooza is an evangelistic tool that we're using to invite our friends and neighbors, family with children, to church on the, in the future, it'll be the first Sunday before Halloween, before mm-hmm. October 31st, but it happens to fall on October 31st this year. So that weekend, invite your friends who have children to church. The kids can dress up in their costumes and come to church and they get candy at the end of the service on the way out. And it's a way that we're we're expecting uh, people to come to church who maybe never would. And uh, we ask that no scary costumes, but I've got this like this dream that a kid 
would wear something scary, like let's say they wore like something, you know, ghoulish or evil. They come to kids' church with like a witch's costume on and they give their life to Christ yeah. and their family gets saved. Yeah. I'd like I have a dream that that would happen. Like Absolutely. that's the goal. And I would celebrate. Yes. <laughs> I know everyone everyone who calls East Coast home would celebrate too. So yeah. Candy Palooza's gonna be amazing. Prepare yep. to invite friends and neighbors. Friends that have children, that's really the point of this. Yes. And so they and the it's so simple. They just wear their costumes to church yeah. and they go to our kids' church and then at the end they get candy, candy palooza. And it's kinda cool that the thirty first is on a Sunday this year, but for our Saturday night service we'll have the that as well. So make sure that you invite um, people to all of our locations. If you don't have a church, we would love to have you join us too at East Coast. So That's right. Yeah, it's gonna be great. We are gonna announce that every Monday. We gotta remember that until the thirty first. Absolutely good call. All right, so we have uh, we always do a question, Matt and I. Um, but today I have a joke. I think I, I think I told you this joke already, but I think it's so funny. I'm going to say it. Why didn't Jesus wear jewelry? Why? Why? Because he breaks every chain. Got him. <laughs> so funny. I love that joke. <laughs> I saw that on our kids' group me TNT. I think Jordan Hansen shared it. I loved it. It was so funny. Okay. Why didn't Jesus wear jewelry? Because he breaks every chain. Yes, he does. All right, so our question for today, I had to look this question up because we're out of questions. And so if you have a question for us that you'd like to know, like, that you'd like us to answer, go ahead and email dj at eccc.us. Or you can ask us directly on Facebook. Yeah, or, or comment. Or the YouTube. Or the YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so question. What is your favorite family vacation? Like... Which family vacation, like growing up or our favorite family? Your discretion on the answer of this question. Um, I'll share mine first. <laughs> My favorite family vacation that we, as a nuclear Stahlbaum 5 family, family have taken is two, three summers ago, maybe three, we went to Yellowstone and we also went to the Grand Tetons. And it was a really fun vacation because I, it was that trip that I got my 50th state. So I think Montana was my last state. We got Idaho and Montana, which weren't, were my last two that I needed. And so my last one was Montana. And so we got that on the trip. So I've been to 50 states, but just the scenery of Yellowstone and the Tetons and like mind blowing. And it's one of, I think our kids really loved that trip too. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I would say... If not that one, I loved when we went skiing. Yeah. When we went to Copper Colorado. Mountain. Yep. Four, five, long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was fun. All right. So we are in 2 Samuel 22. Getting to the end of the book of 2 Samuel. And I'm going to read it all. Perfect. And you're going to move your Bible so I can see my okay. Bible. Perfect. Sure. Mundo. <laughs> David spoke the words of this song to the Lord when the Lord rescued him from the hands of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress on the mountain and my rescuer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my savior, you save me from violence. I call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. For the waves of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed and terrified me. The cords of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried out to my God. And from his temple in the heavens, he heard my voice. My cry for help came into his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked. The foundations of the heavens trembled and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went up out of his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with thick darkness under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. 
He appeared upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness canopies around him, a mass of waters, thick clouds of the skies. Out of the brightness before him, coals of fire were set aflame. The Lord thundered from heaven and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and confused them. The channels of the sea appeared. The foundations of the world were uncovered. At the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of great waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They came upon me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out to an open place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not acted wickedly against my God. For all his judgments, legal decisions were before me, and from his statutes I did not turn aside. I was also blameless before him and kept myself from wrongdoing. Therefore the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to my clean cleanness in his sight. With the loving and loyal, you show yourself loving and loyal. With the blameless, you show yourself blameless. With the pure, you show yourself pure. With the perverted, you show yourself astute, and you save the afflicted people. But your eyes are on the haughty, whom you abase, humiliate. For you, O Lord, are my lamp. The Lord illumine, illumines, illumines and dispels my darkness. For by you, I can run upon a troop. By my God, I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is blameless and perfect. The word of the Lord is tested. He is a shield to all those who take refuge and trust in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is a rock besides our God? God is my strong fortress. He sets the blameless in his way. He makes my feet like the doe's feet, firm and swift. He sets me secure and confident on my high places. He trains my hand for war so that my arms can bend, pull back a bow of bronze. You've also given me the shield of your salvation and your help and gentleness make me great. You enlarge my steps under me and my feet have not slipped. I pursued my enemies and destroyed them and I did not turn back until they were consumed, eliminated. I consumed them and shattered them so that they did not rise. They fell under my feet. For you have surrounded me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who stood against me. You have also made my enemies turn their backs to me and retreat, and I destroyed those who hated me. They looked, but there was no savior for them. Even to the Lord they looked, but he did not answer them. Then I beat them as small as the dust of the earth. I crushed and stamped them as the mire, dirt, mud of the streets. You also have rescued me from strife with my own people. You have kept me as the head of the nations. People whom I have not known served me. Foreigners pretend obedience to me. As soon as they hear me, they obey me. <coughs> Foreigners lose heart. They come trembling out of their strongholds. The Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be my God, the rock of my salvation. It is God who executes vengeance for me and brings down and disciplines the people under me. Who also brings me out from my enemies? You even lift me above those who rise up against me. You rescue me from the violent man. For this, I will give thanks and praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I'll sing praises to your name. He is a tower of salvation and great deliverance to his king and shows loving kindness to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. Amen. Amen. That's a really good chapter. Wow. It's really full of like such great confident statements in God. Yeah. I like it a lot. Me too. Do you want me to start? Uh, it's up to you. I want to. You do. Okay. So my soap, which is scripture, observation, application, prayers, the way I read my Bible every day. I did soap. Um, I chose verse 20, which says, he also brought me out to an open place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And then before that, it says, God is my rock, refuge, strength, and shield. He drew me out of great waters. He rescued me, but also he brought me out to this open place. So it's like affirming what God is to me. And he drew me out of great waters. So like, I just imagine like you're in a flood or you're in a boat and you need help, you need rescue. He drew you, drew me out of that place. He rescued me, but he didn't just 
rescue me and set me aside and like, you're good now. Verse 20, he brought me to an open place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And I really loved that thought that the why behind why he rescued me is not just because I was desperate scum of the earth. (laughs) It was because he delighted in me that he wanted to rescue me. Like he loved me enough to do that. And so my application is praise God today for not only rescuing me, but for bringing me into a wide open space. And then my prayer was, Lord, thank you for delighting in me. It's the why behind my rescue and refreshment to recover. I rest and remain seated today as you protect, direct, and refresh me in the open place you're bringing me into. Thank you that your word is life to me. And then um, I just had confirmation of that. What I felt led to write was that I remain seated in this. Because I think so often, and in the word, it says that we stand firm and we stay standing. And when I wrote this, I was really tired and I was sitting and I was like, I remain seated in this open place that God brought me out, not needing to strive or anything. And then a friend of mine texted me and uh, just a word for me. And she said something about stay seated in this place of like, you're believing for this breakthrough, stay seated. And I was like, oh, such a good confirmation for me. So, I like that. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. What I saw was, um, I saw something beginning, the middle and the end. And it was a really in verses three and four, um, the God of my strength in whom I trust my shield and the horn of my salvation, my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, mm. my savior, you saved me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So I shall be saved from my enemies. And I just begin to think about, and it goes back to, uh, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer in verse two, how he, um, King David was an incredible king. He was an incredible tactical general. Uh, he uh, he just was incredibly smart, incredibly fierce, um, just head and shoulders above everyone around him in terms of his abilities and, and just all, all sorts of things. But he doesn't sit here and brag about how smart he is mm-hmm. and how sharp he is and how strong he is and you know how he did this or that. He's bragging on the Lord, even to the point he didn't even say God who gave me strength. He says the God of my strength. So like his strength comes from God. That's yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. Um, God is my shield. Like I can't defend myself. God defends me. God, God's where I hide. God's where I get my peace. Yeah. God saved me. Um, God is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. And I needed to be saved from my enemies. Yeah. Um, and I just wrote down what God does or what Jesus does is in my weaknesses. So he's strong where I lack, where I need to be saved, um, where I am terrified, where I'm insecure, where I'm angry, where I'm fearful, God fills in the gaps of my weakness. And I think that's something that I think I've understood for a while. But what I need a better handle on sometimes is not taking credit for where he made me strong. I sometimes can lose sight of God's, uh, God's the one that made me strong in this area. Mm-hmm. God is the one that, that made me wise in this area. And so where I'm strong, he got me there. Where I lack, he is strong. And where I am strong, he got me there. Yeah. So just this thought that like, what are you known for? Like if someone says Jessica has these great qualities, what are you known for? Like even when I say, hey, my wife is beautiful, 
She is extremely smart. She is hardworking, tenacious. <laughs> <laughs> she loves words of affirmation. <laughs> uh, she is quick. She is fast. She is sharp. Uh, she is caring and encouraging and all these things. So you could say that about yourself. You could say, you know, I'm smart. Like, I'm all these things. But what if we said, God is my brains. And God is yeah. my wisdom. Yeah. And God, like all these attributes that I have. And we, we're so, we so know how far we lack in all these areas. Because there's a point where you are smart and you are fast. And I am wise and I am strong. But there's an end to my wisdom. Yes. And there's an end to my strength. I didn't mean to say that like, yes. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm for myself. Well, like there's an end to my that, quickness. That quick to say yes is because we are in a season of acknowledging our deficiencies. Yeah. We are recognizing we only go so far. What got us to this point today in life is not what is going to get us yes. through to the next season. Very good. Okay. And the, the thing that's funny is we forget that. We're like, we got here. And wow, so proud of all the things we've done. And then you realize, oh my gosh, I am not prepared for now what I'm going to do. Like everything I did prepared me for this moment of starting this new season, mm -hmm. not actually doing good, accomplishing anything, surviving, even yeah. surviving. Like yeah. in, in terms of just the season of life that we're in right now, I cannot survive this season in my own strength. Mm -mm. I need to recognize that God is my strong tower, that my enemies are too strong for me and my strength, that I need the Lord. Yeah. And that can be a difficult revelation uh, when you realize, wait, I'm not good enough to do this. And this isn't common to me. I've talked to many of guys who start a new business or try to start a new business or buy a business and they they get the business and it's like they're having trouble sleeping at night mm -hmm. they don't know how to manage their first business and their second business and the the thing that we have to all realize is what gets us to grow isn't what helps sustain us in the growth and and we have to basically almost start over yeah and go okay lord here's where I'm at. I've got to relearn how to be the CEO of three companies yeah, or one company or whatever. Yeah. Like when just for example, you, you're a single guy, you get married. What got you to get married will not get you to have a great marriage. Mm -hmm. You've got to grow. So then you get married and you grow into being a husband. You have to have humility and all of these things. Then you have your first child and what you got, what got you to be a good husband isn't going to get you to be a good father mm -hmm. It gets you to become a father. But then you got to grow as a father, a yeah. father of one, a father of two, a father and of three. And then their stages of life as a kid, as a baby, as a And what helped you raise two teenager, two toddlers isn't going to get you through raising two teenagers. It'll get you to that point where you start that you have to continue to grow mm -hmm. and grow and grow and grow yeah. and continue to trust God, continue to be humble, continue to trust God in your weaknesses, continue to trust God in your strengths. Yeah. And that's the whole point of this is that no point in life are you ever going to be like, I can now coast. There's no arrival. Even when it comes to retirement, 
what got you through your work years and all these things and getting you through your grand, your grandparent now, you get to retirement, what's going to cause you to survive and be successful in retirement? And thrive. You've got to continue. Mm -hmm. sur yeah. Survive and be successful. Survive and thrive is growing yeah. in that season. That's Recognizing good. what season you're in and saying, God, God's, God got me here. I didn't get myself here. Yep. God got me here. That'll, that'll help you. So I have found this quote. I saw this quote on social media a couple days ago, and it really bothered me. It really bothered me, especially because of who posted it. It's a really well-known um, Christian leader. And they posted this quote, and I'm going to read it to you. If anyone is magically going to appear and just suddenly make your life better, just know that person is always going to be you. And I was like, um, no, first of all, no. Like everything that you just said is the humility to say that I am not, I am not gonna magically, I'm not gonna like dig deep and find something within myself to save the day, to save my life. I am not my own savior. And that self-help, internal, your truth, yourself, all eyes inward is not healthy. And it is not the way that a believer should be thinking. And it really, really bothered me. And I'm still trying to like process why it's bothering me so much. But when people start posting this, especially Christian leaders, pretty soon after it seems like they go progressive, which is a problem. And so I'm really praying for this person that there, there were so many people who commented that were like, were you hacked? Like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you posting this? And they defended it. And I'm just like, Lord, open their eyes and help them see that the person that's going to magically appear, uh, first of all, already did Jesus. Jesus came and he paid the sacrifice for our sins. And he is the one that where we get our strength. And you don't look to yourself because you're, you are nothing without God. The very breath in your lungs is from the Lord. And so... I don't, I just don't like this idea, um, that you're going to look to yourself for anything. Cause if you do, you're out of luck. And I almost said something yeah, different. Why would, don't say anything bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was that. It's interesting. Um, verse seven. Did they defend it from the point of view of taking personal responsibility? No, they did not. Cause that's the only way I would, I would agree with that statement. It's kind of like if anyone is going to magically appear and, you know, help your life, that's you taking personal responsibility for your life. Yeah. And no one else is going to come and take personal responsibility for you. Yeah. But I would 100% disagree. I am only who I am because, because of God. First of Jesus Christ, of course. But then, like, I am not the man I would be without people in my life pouring into me. Yeah. Like, well, the person she quoted to is, is nope, nope, boo, boo nope. to that. Nope. But we are the people that we are because of the people that have poured into us. Yes. We've opened ourselves to that many times. I have had take, I have to take personal responsibility for seeking out good relationships yeah. and all of those things. Yes. You know, of course. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I had to have someone teach me a lot of what I know. Yeah. I had to be humble. As iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. So verse seven, I got off my soapbox. Um, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried out to my God and from his temple in the heavens, he heard my voice. My cry for help came into his ears. And I just had this thought that God hears us. Like the prayers of a righteous person avails much. That's in, that's in the Bible as well. But 
the enemy wants us complaining to one another or even just to ourselves, this internal dialogue, right? But God wants us to cry out to him. This promise that he, when we cry out, he hears us and he helps us. Like from his temple, high, high in heaven, he hears us and he helps us. My cry for help came into his ears. And so- What verse was that again? Verse seven. I like it a lot. Yep. Um, well, I like verse uh, 51. It kind of mirrors that a little bit. Also verse 18, but he is a tower of salvation to his king and he shows mercy to his anointed to David and his descendants forevermore and I just I just like the idea like he shows mercy to his anointed and I'm sure David is probably talking about himself right there but as believers we know that we are anointed mm -hmm. and we are descendants of Jesus and Jesus was a descendant of David and yeah. so we can take that promise into our life yes you know we got mercy amen Verse 21, the Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has rewarded me. And I always love the reminder that there is a blessing in making good choices, that there is actual blessing in having clean hands. And something that I heard someone pray one time, and I pray all the time now, is God give me a pure heart, right motives, and clean hands. Because I want, I, I know that there's this blessing. There's the Lord rewards me according to the cleanness of my hands. And so if you're making good choices right now and it's hard and you're surrounded by people who are not and you're continually rising above that and you're continue, continuing to make good choices, be encouraged that there is a blessing to that. There's definitely a blessing to having clean hands. And when you got dirty hands, there's a blessing of what there's, it's called forgiveness and grace and mercy. Yeah. But that comes from Jesus Christ. That's and right. You need to lean into that. And if you're dealing with that, Man, we just we just so encouraged that the same mercy you gave to David, he can give to you. And uh, thanks for listening to Morning Breath. We're going to end with that note. Yep. We'll see you. See ya. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. 
I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.